2: I think that took everybody off guard here. Uh, shocking, be the word. He's only 29 years old. Played in the NFL seven years. We know he's a, a very good quarterback when healthy. We also know he's not healthy a lot. He has missed 26 games in his career. Missed an entire season due to the shoulder injury. And apparently, if you listen to the press conference, conference yesterday, he just got tired of the injuries, the pain, going through the rehab, and uh, as he put it, the cycle, the never-ending cycle he was always in as far as rehabbing injuries. Uh, personally, I don't. I don't. I don't blame a football player for retiring. I don't. It's a brutal sport. It's uh, you know, it's you're getting a whole bunch of car collisions. Your quality of life generally will not be the same physically. The money obviously is great, and Andrew Luck has made over a hundred million dollars in his career, but uh, and so he's well set. Uh, but he also gave up probably another hundred million. I would think at least that would guaranteed money the next contract he would have signed if he could play. I'm not saying he's gonna play till like Tom Brady till he's 45 or 50, but if he could have played close to 40, that's a lot of money he turned down here. So I'll let you know that uh, what he was feeling there. Uh, so Andrew Luck, no more. Uh, personally, yeah, uh, had a draft last night. Superflex league, home league, and uh, draft started at eight. Uh, now it's a league in which, like I said, Superflex league, six points for a touchdown pass. I did keep Jameis Winston. I had the first pick overall. I uh, it's a keeper league, so uh, I took the the Sean Watson was available. I took him. Mahomes was a keeper for somebody, and uh, I decided to be greedy. I did have extra draft picks, so I'm not really hurt all that much here. But in round three or four, Luck was there, and I took him. And about an hour later is when I found out about the news. And uh, I was the first person at the table to find out. It's, you know, it comes across my phone, and you know, people can see me looking at my phone, and they're like, what's wrong? I'm, I'm like, Andrew Luck retired. They think I'm lying. They think I'm making this up. You know, If I'm going to play a practical joke, it's not going to be on somebody on my own team. That I got screwed out of here, so uh like I said, it, uh, it it affects us all. And I know there are a lot of people, a lot of fantasy owners out there, a lot of fans out there that are angry at Luck. You know, they're they're pissed off at the organization. You know, listen, no, none of us knows what Luck is going through, how much pain the injuries have really done here. Is the timing good? No, it's not good for anybody. All right, it's not good for the Colts, obviously. To find out literally two weeks two weeks before the season starts. That they're not going to have their top quarterback, one of the best in the game. The Colts are a team that are primed to, to make a Super Bowl run. I mean, they are. I mean, this is a, that, that good a team. And they, they were probably only going to get better. They still have cap room, a lot of cap room where they can make additions uh, each off season. Uh When I say a Super Bowl run, I'm not saying they're their favorite, but they're top three, top four in the AFC, or were. You know, Chiefs, uh, Chargers have the injury problems of their own pages, of course, because they never go away. And uh, teams like that, they were certainly there—a team to be reckoned with. And now, listen, I think Cody Brissett's a nice backup quarterback. I do, and I think he'll be a—I uh, don't think this team will implode without Luck. But you can't tell me they're, they're the same team. Hello. You know, you can't tell me that. You know, Luck is a an All-Pro quarterback. Brissett, I said, I think he's a very good backup. I think he could develop oh. into a, a solid starter. But he's not Andrew Luck. You know, so that's uh, going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue for T. Y. Hilton owners, for Marlon Mack owners, for Eric Ebron owners. You know, a lot of drafts already happened. Uh, I think it'd be silly to say, "Oh, I'm not dropping any of those players in my rankings." Of course you are. You have no choice. Yet the question is how far. You know, T. Y. Hilton. I've always went uh, in drafts, including last night. Uh, it came down to Hilton, Edelman, Cooper, Thielen. Those are always seem to be the four guys I'm looking at after the uh, the Big Ten go off the board. And in this draft. Uh, I had, did. I, I believe in the Scott Fishbowl. I took T.Y. Hilton, you know, and I'm a little worried about that. Once again, I have a hard time seeing him being that kind of a, you know, a big play guy with Perse, rather than Luck. I don't think he's going to be terrible, but now I would have him more as a low end wide receiver too. I'd probably take him out of this tier and put him at the top of the next tier. I would certainly rather have an Edelman, Thielen. Uh, Cooper has an injury of a uh, problem of his own with the. Depends on who you believe, it's plantar fasciitis, it's this, it's that, it's fascia, it's a sprain. You know, we don't know what, what Cooper's dealing with here. But he, either way you look at it, he has an injury problem of his own. So we'll see what happens as far as that's concerned. So like I said, I would drop uh, Hilton probably about four or five slots. Eric Ebron, I already barely I barely had him in my top 12. Mainly because what I never saw, or I didn't think that, his touchdown to reception rate could be anywhere near what it was last year. Uh, I, I so was, many uh, touches. Andrew Luck looked, to, looked, uh, looked at him uh, in the end zone ball. over and he over and over again. Any, he was his first look with a lot of touchdowns. To and to Jack Doyle is healthy this I year, to, at least to start the year, of, or at least right I now. And you, know you got to figure Doyle would get his share of touches. They signed Devin Funchess, who really is a tight end playing wide receiver. Another big body that's not all that fast. So there's a you know plus of course you got Hilton himself. So I wasn't a big Ebron guy. I just didn't see it happening. You know, low end, tight end one, and now I would probably drop him even. I don't think I would put him as a tight end one. I think I'll drop him out of tight ends. I mean, obviously you'd rather have, you know, Kittle, Ertz, uh, and Kelsey over him. All right, those are, those are our tier ones. My next tier there is Engram, Howard, and Henry. I'll take them over him. I'd rather have McDonald, Najoku, Walker, Cook, Hooper. So Ebron is struggling right is there at number 12. out there? Right, right at number twelve to stay as a tight end. One there, uh, Jordan Reed's got a concussion of his own, so we certainly don't want. You uh, know, I mean, we don't want to deal with Jordan Reed and his concussions. Great talent when healthy,
1: Gentleman never
2: talent. ever healthy. Yeah, George, yeah. All right, so uh, my uh, my partner today joining me to replace to cover for Galena, to cover for Mike Blue. one or and or both. You hear us all week on Football Frenzy, Fantasy Football Frenzy, the Fantasy Chaz, Jim Day. Jim, how you doing? Jim's awfully quiet today. Uh, we'll we'll get back to Jim. Will be joining us at some point. I uh, I would think Jim would have something to say about this topic. Just a guess here. Uh, Jim also had a draft last night. Uh, he had an auction league, so uh, I'm curious to see what uh, if somebody auctioned au- uh, luck before uh, that happened. Uh, listen, there are a lot of angry. I mean, uh, I'm seeing angry tweets, people yelling at luck. I think it's kind of silly. You know, I I like I said I I understand that over and over again. The timing was terrible, absolutely terrible. All right, I get it. You know, I wasn't happy. I'm not mad at Luck. I mean, I think it's kind of silly to be mad at a play. We don't know what he's going through, what kind of pain he's going through on a daily basis. Uh, was I? I'm certainly shocked. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. When I drafted him last night, I mentioned I already had Winston, I already had Watson, Superflex League. I had a lot of uh, I made from, traf- from trades I made last season. I had extra draft picks, so I could afford even if Luck didn't play the first couple of weeks because of the calf. I was like, ah, I can afford it. No problem. I can wait. Obviously, I can't afford to have him out the entire season. Uh, that's a little different here. I'm not convinced that this retirement will be a lifetime. Uh, I think in what's going to leagues, draft you can probably move on. I don't think he's going to play this year. But he's only 29. I can see it in two years from now. He's completely healthy, and he comes back. Wouldn't shock me at all. So those in dynasty leagues may want to hold on to him. Uh, keeper leagues will depend on how long you can keep him for. And well, who else should have to keep uh, Give up as a keeper to keep him, you know, and the penalty, of course, to keep him as well. Interesting decision we'll, we'll have to make here. His father is Oliver Luck, who's now the commissioner of the XFL and uh, former NFL quarterback. So, uh, I, who knows what uh, his father's told him about his uh, future health. Like I said, if football, brutal sport. Just brutal. Uh, I, I'll never, never uh, be growing a player for making the money he makes in football. You know, you know I, it's. Your your quality of life is not the same. I've been watching football since the '70s. A group of guys like Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell was a beast back then, an absolute beast, and now he's in a wheelchair. You know, can barely walk, yeah, and that that's just sad to me. That's because uh, you're getting into a, what 20, 25 car collisions every game, if not more, from the blocking. So it's it's a brutal, brutal sport here, and we've seen this more and more over the past decade. Athletes sort of retiring out of nowhere when they could still play. You know, you may luck. Barry Sanders. Uh, if People remember him, uh, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Just a few years ago, right? He was great. You want to go back even further? Gale Sayers. I think Gale Sayers is probably the closest comparison to Luck here, as far as just coming out of nowhere. Uh, Jim Brown, I never saw. I never saw Brown or Sayers play. But Jim Brown also retired early back then. Of course, they weren't making the money they're making now. You know, uh, Jim Brown went into acting. Maybe there was more. I assume there might have been more money for him there. I don't know. Don't know the reason why Sayers retired. Uh, Barry was out of nowhere. Right. we were all shocked when Barry Sanders retired. The great talent he was, he had years left. And he, if he would have stayed, he might be the all time leading rusher, not Emmett Smith. You know, Calvin Johnson was another shock. You know, no one saw that coming. But like I said, I, 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 never blame these players. It's a tough, brutal sport. So, what to do with Luck? Uh, actually, what to do with Perse? Hello. You know, this question we'll ask Jim, where, uh, where he ranks persett uh, I've said it over and over again, and we we mentioned it on all these shows. If you drafted Luck, I'd really didn't have a problem with it, depending on where you drafted him. He certainly was falling down. Uh, he was top three coming into the season. He was probably his number three outside of Mahomes, Watson, Luck. That's where you were drafting him. Uh, I had dropped him to number nine on my rankings before we heard last night. Uh, Brissette is not number nine. You know, you're not drafting Brissette as a quarterback one. You know, I would have him in my as a, as a, in a super flex, yes. He's a quarterback too, low-end quarterback too, somewhere in the 20s. You, you're, still, you're still taking guys like Trubisky, Carr, uh, Cousins uh, over him. He's right there. You know, do you believe in Garoppolo? Is he going to make that a change? How about Donald? Is he going to take that next step? I would probably take Percet over guys like Stafford. I just, I just don't trust Stafford. Andy Dalton, only because I'm worried that Dalton gets replaced at some point during the season. I would take him over Foles, Flacco, anybody like that. Certainly over any of the rookie quarterbacks outside of Murray, I would take Murray over uh, Brissette. uh, So uh, low end quarterback two there. If you're a luck owner and you can, you know, I don't know when your uh, waiver wire is running, when your FABS running, first come first serve. Yeah, you want to run to it, and you want to get Brissette, assuming there are no other quarterbacks out there. You know, if you're in one of those leagues, uh, you got to protect yourself. We advised many times that if you drafted Luck, didn't really have a problem with it, but you better draft another quarterback. You know, mainly because we were worried that Luck. Would be out a week or two, you know that maybe he doesn't play week one, or maybe he's you know he was going to play week one but show up that week, sort of like what might happen with Ezekiel Elliott, and then maybe you didn't want to start him if you had other guys on your roster just to see how he looks week one in case he was rusty, you know that sort of thing. So we were very uh, very cognizant of that, and now we lose luck for the year. Cool. And like I said, there were other players we'll talk about. Marlon Mack, uh, he's been dropped. I know, uh, I believe uh, he went from. Thirty-six to forty-one overall, small drop. You know, just small drop. And I think that's uh, about right. But once again, with running backs, mm, and I understand the problems there. But then you've got you have a heartbeat. You're starting running back. You're going to be drafted. You know, I'm uh, looking at Mo, uh, Mac was before this uh, announcement was at nineteen. You know, uh, after Chris Carson, Henry, before Aaron Jones, Damian Williams. I would certainly put Aaron Jones and Damian Williams ahead of him now. You know, I would still have uh, Mac ahead of Ingram, Drake. Uh maybe maybe I put Montgomery above him. Maybe. You know, that sort of thing. Uh the New England running backs White, Michelle, maybe. Maybe I'm going there, uh put one of them above him, maybe, maybe both. I don't think so. But he's right there with those guys. He only drops a couple slots. You know, I'm not gonna panic about that. We'll talk we'll, say we'll talk always about Jim Day. Jim play plays in hundred and fifty leagues. I'm kinda of curious how many leagues he has these guys in. And uh he's for You know, that sort of thing. So, uh, Weekend Fantasy Update. was wondering what I was going to talk about today, and Andrew Luck solved that problem real quick. We haven't even talked about Lamar Miller yet, and the headaches that brings as well here. So, uh, we'll be back. Hopefully, uh, we'll get Jim Day here, get the, uh, things all straightened out here. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz. We'll be back. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016
3: European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course.
0: What's your story? Go to gamefacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The Morning After. Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks, but Daniel Jones should be the one that's starting. Say what you will with the Giants, they're freaking loyal. They can't break up with this guy. I know it's rough. Either way, it's going to be painful, and it's like we're screwing Eli over here after everything he did for us, but it's pretty damn clear Daniel Jones is better than Eli Manning right now. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
1: the morning line. If you are a Carolina Panthers fan, if you're Ron Rivera, if you're, you gotta go, what in the world are we supposed to do now? If Cam Newton just put him in bubble wrap, leave him on the sidelines. Carolina wants us to believe that it's not going to be an issue. He'll be ready for the first week in September, but this guy's just a walking
0: surgical nightmare. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Welcome back, weekend fantasy update. I'm George Kurtz. Like I said no Galena today, no Blewett. Uh, they are doing different things. Just doing different things, leaving me all by myself here. Hopefully, I will be joined. Uh, we're uh, trying to get Jim Day. Jim's here. We're just having some uh, issues trying to get him set up here, but we'll have the fantasy taz. Uh, you can hear Jim Day and I uh, along with Chris Venture uh, each and every weekday from 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, fantasy football frenzy. Uh, I believe next week we're going over, I want to see the AFC West, the last of our team previews before the season starts. Uh, looking for, obviously, we're all looking forward to the season starting here. And, uh, I I like, say, uh, Andrew Luck, this is going to dominate all of the talk uh, today, tomorrow, maybe even for days, for weeks, uh, as it's just a uh, bad timing as far as this is concerned. I know everyone's uh, curious as to uh, what's – everyone. everyone's blaming Luck. Now, some people are blaming the team. We'll probably never know exactly what happened here. Uh, apparently, if you believe the stories, Luck has been contemplating this for a couple of weeks. And uh, it just leaked out yesterday. And I got news for you. No, this is not made, being made a big enough story of how did this leak out? This came about when he was – they had a home preseason game yesterday, the Colts. Home preseason game. He's on the sideline. He's yucking it up with a couple of teammates when this came out. And I imagine fans are doing just like I was doing. Hello? On the phone Going, you know, WTF Hello. what the hell? what's go- what what I mean uh, the, it sounds to me like somebody was trying to embarrass them from, from the organization you know uh, it, that's what it sounds that's to me like what I mean to call you know that uh, <laughs> they're mad ticked off and they let it leak uh, while this is going on here so that's what I think you know uh, not that it matters but uh, pretty screwed up and I would be pretty damn angry if I was talking about that by the way like I said they're going to do everything they can Everything they can to try and talk him out of it, you know, whether it takes weeks, months, a year, uh try and get him back. You don't let that kind of talent go without trying very hard. But uh, it also looks like luck, you know, hello, he listened to the press conference, no. that he was at ease nothing, nothing. with his decision. That's why in a redraft league, I mentioned the league I'm in, uh, the Superflex, I have luck. Uh, he, It's a keeper league and I would be able to keep him next year in the second round which in this league is would be worth it. But his type of quarterback super flex six points, try touchdown pass quarterbacks are overvalued in this league. But I'm probably not. Probably not for two reasons. One, I'm not so sure he's going back next year. I think it could be a couple of years in which case I wouldn't be keeping him anymore. And also I have other keepers. Uh, you know, I, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm not desperate for a keeper. Check, this one, is a two, deeper check. league as far as I think that we have an eight-man bench. So I could eat luck if I thought Hello? he was coming back this year. If I thought it was going to be a month, he'll feel better and come back. Yeah, I could eat it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's also why in this league I drafted A.J. Green. I can wait a couple of weeks. Not a big deal. Deep bench. You know, I, I drafted Melvin Gordon. Uh, mainly once again for the keeper value of it. Eight-man bench. I can stash him. You know, I mentioned I have extra draft picks. I uh, That's how I played this. I, even if he comes back in week 11. I think Melvin Gordon's holding out a long time. But he'll be back by week ten, week eleven to get that year of service time. I can I can hold him for that long. Not a big deal. So uh, luck's not that situation. Like I said, you listened to that press conference, and most of us did. Uh, I got to hand it to him. He was sincere. He was honest. He wasn't trying. uh, I think you could tell tell that this decision hurt him. That he wasn't. uh, He didn't take it lightly. Yeah, you can make you. as fans, fantasy owners. Yeah, you're gonna get some people who just. You know, he's he's an ass, he, you know, d- d- take the money and run, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, that, and apparently Jim Day has an opinion. Jim? Hey, Good George, morning. how you doing? Good morning, Jim.
3: Hey, how you doing? Um, okay, so I have lots of opinions, uh, but I wasn't exactly sure. I just came on the tail end of your conversation. Who are you talking about in this case?
2: Uh, well, shocking, uh, you know. Uh, first, it's Jim Day, everybody. Fantasy Taz, uh, welcome, Jim. Thank you for covering. Uh, I don't even know who you're covering for. Uh, I don't know who's supposed to be and who's not anymore. <laughs> I just showed up on Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm just praying I have somebody uh, with me. So, uh, it was. I think we had all three of us, Blue and Galena yesterday, and now today it's just me uh, and Jim. So uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you once again for covering. Jim has done a, a lot of yeoman's work over the past couple of weekends. He's covered for me. He's covered for Galena. Might have covered for Blue, I don't even know. But uh, August has been a little busy for us. With uh, I don't know for me personally, for, with birthdays—my daughter's birthday, uh, my birthday. Uh, hey, and me then, uh, talking
3: to which? Do you still have the uh, the bouncy thing in your house?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they took it Thursday, jaw. Uh, I right oh, my you home. Wow, you got,
3: you got a lot of days for that money.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I bitched about it, Jim, on different shows, including with you, that you know, it was $625. I only had it for one day, but they, they, they delivered it a day early, and they let it to me, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? They, and I got it five days, so I am not complaining. Well worth it. Uh, yeah, the really? thrilled, <laughs> so uh, if you were Oh, come on. Outside, you know you used it, too. Oh, I used it. Uh, and listen, I'm not afraid <laughs> to tell you, man. I, I used it when I went—this thing's 22 feet in the air, and I'm, the first time I went on it, when I went down— I said it, oh, you know, in the S word, because I didn't realize you're going down fast, you're going down steep. That thing caught me off guard here, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely cool. fun. I can see why my kids loved it. All right, so, uh, so with you the know, shoes.
3: I have to say, I mean, I, I just wish there was something that happened yesterday that
2: we could be talking about today. Oh, now, Jim, uh, for my first grade. Now, you were in an auction last night. All right. Yes, so how I did. did How'd did you, did you-, how you find out about uh, Andrew Luck? Uh, I found out about it on Twitter while right in the middle of our
3: auction. Did anybody draft Andrew Luck before that happened? Uh, well, just see, this is the funny part. Um, I don't have many shares of Andrew Luck in all my leagues, just mostly because I usually don't draft a quarterback that early. But last night we are in the auction, and the quarterbacks are going early, but they're going expensive, too. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of weird. So I decided I'm going to be the smart guy and see what happens. And I throw Andrew Luck out there as a nomination for 5 bucks. Now I figure if it either goes through at 5 bucks and I get a steal, if he if he comes back and he's healthy, or somebody just takes it and and runs with it and then I can deal with that as well. Nobody bites. I get Andrew Luck for 5 bucks. I'm feeling like I'm the smartest guy on the planet. What a great steal. 10 minutes later, the news hits that Andrew Luck is retiring. I mean, it couldn't have been any worse timing, uh, for me, but then the bigger part is that this was an industry auction and we literally had to pause the auction for a half hour so everybody could scatter and go make the news known to their people. <laughs> so it, it just blew everything up for me last night. It was kind of nuts.
2: It was, like I said, uh, I, I, had a home league, uh, draft straight draft. And, uh, I said it before I took him in uh, round, it was either round three or four, uh, And I took him as a, technically, he's, I guess, my third quarterback because I already had two quarterbacks. I kept Winston and I took uh, Watson number one so I can survive without him. Yeah, I had a lot of extra picks from trades I made last year. So the the luck is not going to kill me. But I thought, oh, I got luck in round three. I am solid here. I got my buys covered. Luck and and Watson's my top two quarterbacks. And the Superflex, I am golden. And I can survive luck if he's out for the first couple of weeks. I was feeling good. My brother's yelling at me. He's like, oh, you screwed everybody else over taking a third quarterback. I don't care about anybody else. $200 (laughs) league, man. I want to win. And uh, I I, I get it on my phone. I think uh, think through Matthew Berry's uh, fantasy app. And I get the item shut and I'm like, and I'm looking at it and everybody's like, what's wrong? They probably think something's wrong with my family. And I'm like, Andrew, luck retired. And they think they think I'm lying. They actually think <laughs> I'm lying, that I'm doing a practical joke. That I had to give my phone up, you know, to show them that it's the truth. And then I guess about five minutes later the rest of them get stuff on their phones. But uh I you know, listen, you, me, Chris, everybody in this uh stage, we've been we've been talking about luck for a while. I didn't hear any of us mention retirement. Not a word. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. You know,
3: if anybody mentioned it, it was as a joke. Nobody really took it seriously. It, you know, it wasn't a thing. It, it really wasn't. I mean, somebody out there is going to be crowing today that, see, I told you he
2: was going to retire. But, you know, most of that is total BS. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, you and I have been watching football for since the 70s. Uh, I said before, you, we could sort of compare this to Megatron, uh, Sanders. You want to go back up uh, really before you and I, Jim Brown, Gail Sayers. Uh, guys who retired out of nowhere, but uh, I don't know if, we, if we've had one at during draft time. You know, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, Jim, in my mind, they're top three, top four team, a Super Bowl possible team in the AFC, and you just lost your top quarter, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So I guess my next question for you is, uh, give me the, your NFL view and your fantasy view on Jacoby Brissett. Oh, uh
3: Tough all the way around. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's a good backup quarterback, but at this point that's all he is, is a good backup quarterback. Uh, you know, he had a decent season in, in 2017 when luck wasn't there, threw for just over three thousand yards, uh, only had thirteen passing touchdowns, but only threw seven interceptions in sixteen games. Not bad number that side, but the thirteen passing touchdowns is definitely telling. Um, had four rushing touchdowns, which gave him a little bit of something. But, he, he, you know, another year and a half goes by. He knows his offense a little bit more. They do have more weapons. It, it's going to be hard to tell. But at this point, I really can't trust Brissett as my true number one. Uh, or, that, you know, at this point, in, in a super flex, maybe as a deep number two, maybe more likely a three. Uh, but the reality is I think this team has to go out and find another quarterback. I don't think they, you know, this is a this is a team that had all the aspirations of making a run for the Super Bowl with luck. Without luck, with Brissette in there, that just doesn't come into play at all. And I think they're going to have to go out and make a move and find another quarterback. And the more I kept thinking about it, the more I kept thinking about it, you know what would be a perfect solution for them for right now, for this year? Trading for Eli Manning. It gives the Giants an out with Manning so that he goes out on an up note. They didn't have to force him to, to the bench. Um, it gives Indianapolis a starting quarterback that can throw in this league and has played in this league. And you give him that good offensive line, should be able to do fairly well. Uh, you know, this is, of course, the stadium. His brother had all the successes. He's actually won a Super Bowl in that stadium. So to me, I I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. It's obvious Eli still wants to play. Daniel Jones is playing well in the preseason. We know he's going to be the future anyway. Why not make the transition now and get something for Eli as opposed to pushing him to the bench and getting
2: nothing? Oh, I have no no problem with uh, Daniel Jones starting now. I don't think they'll do that uh, unless I think the problem is what can they? Let's say they they do uh, talk. Indianapolis and the Giants talk. What can the Giants possibly expect in a trade? I mean, uh, maybe a oh, fifth round G- pick. Oh, that, that's about right. That's about what I was going with as well. And do you think the Mara would do that? Give away Eli for a fifth round pick? He's, hey, Mara if he, seems if he plans play a lot on not a deference him.
3: I, I understand that, but if he first of all if they plan and on starting Daniel Jones at some point this year, which is most likely the plan if they get off to a bad start. Um then at that point, why not try and get something for Eli now? Because you're not
2: going to get anything for him then. I agree with you. I, I, th- I think you're you're talking a smart football move. I just think emotion is going to get involved here. I think a football move, if you could trade Eli for a fifth, you'd do it. Uh, once again, you, you know he's not starting next year, and I agree with you. At some point this year, Daniel Jones is coming in. In my mind, it's week seven. I think that's the perfect spot there. But uh, I know Joe Galina thinks it's going to be much later in the season. I think it was week 15, he thinks. Uh, but either way, Daniel Jones, at some point, he's your future, and he has to play. So I, I completely agree. I just I, – I don't think Mara's going to do it. And uh, I just – you know, they talk about it. But that brings up an interesting question, though, that will Indianapolis – because even if you've t- uh, got a, any quarterback, it doesn't have to be Eli, it can be anybody. I mean, to learn the system, when can you remember, I mean, at, at any time, a t- contending team getting a quarterback at some point in the season – or right now, two weeks before the season starts, and getting that quarterback up to speed. I mean, really, any and can you can you get anyone, anyone, at any time? Yeah, you know, anybody. I, I can't think of anybody
3: either. But you know, it's not like something like this happens all the time. But look, you, you, in Eli, you do get a smart quarterback. I'm pretty sure he could probably learn the offense pretty quickly, or they could scale it down a little bit to meet what he can learn quickly, um, and he'd still be more effective than Um, uh, in my mind. I, I just think he would. If they think Brissett was going to be the guy that they were going to turn to at some point and they want to see him expand and grow, then maybe they stick with him. But I just haven't seen anything, you know, again, 2017, we didn't really see anything enough out of him to think that he could be their future go-to guy, and I don't think they did. I think they thought he was their good backup, and they were going to keep him as a good backup but uh, I don't think they ever envisioned him becoming their franchise guy going
2: forward. As far as Brissett, I, I I lean towards you. I think he's a very good backup quarterback, somebody that most teams would love to have as a backup. But starting, uh, I'd be a little hesitant as well. I know some people disagree with us. Uh, Louis Riddick, you know, ESPN former, uh, you know, he's been with the Patriots, been with the Eagles. He thinks Brissett's going to be very good. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to I want to put words in his mouth. But reading his stuff, he sort of thinks, that, yes, it's a uh, losing luck will hurt, but not immensely. That they'll survive with Brissett. I disagree. I think it ha- it has to hurt. Luck is wasn't uh, a talent you don't see coming across all the time. Brissett's not that. Uh, I think they'll at the very least they're going to have to search for a backup quarterback. You know, someone they're going to need uh, some insurance behind Brissett. So I think it'll be curious to see what they do. They have the cap room. They can do really whatever they want, as far as that's concerned. So. Uh, <laughs> It'll be interesting. It'll be wow. All right. Uh so listen, Luck it is what it is. let me ask you this. Do you think Luck comes back at some point, whether it be this year, next year, two years down the line, or do you think we've seen the last of Andrew Luck as a player?
3: I think we've seen the last of Andrew Luck as a player. I don't think he made this decision lightly. I don't think it's, you know, likely that he's gonna come back from this. Uh you know probably a long analog you know, hard journey for him to get to this point but let's face it he said it all he said I'm not having any fun in this anymore and I just don't think I could put my all into it uh, I I would be very surprised if he comes back from this I don't think it happens
2: I wonder in a couple of years once he's healthy completely healthy if he misses the game he's only 29 he'd only be 31 then uh, he doesn't, obviously he doesn't need the money he's made $100 million in his career granted he's probably turned down another $100 million uh, overall earnings he could have made Uh We'll talk about this more after the break. We're going to break in a little bit. But T. Uh, T. he Hilton. was on a Hall of Fame pace career, too. Abs- absolutely. Uh, I mean, he had, what, third most touchdowns at this point in his career behind Rodgers? And I forget who else. Might be Brady. Uh, so he was certainly there. Uh, well, no, actually, he
3: had, he had second most through six seasons, only behind Marino. He was ahead of Peyton Manning's pace. He was ahead of Russell Wilson's pace for, through the first six years. And in passing yards, he was third behind Manning and Marino for through six years.
2: Stunning. Just stunning. to see uh, Andrew Luck no longer a part of uh, the NFL. We're going to so talk about T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Eric Ebron, see what Jim thinks. Uh, the Luck retirement affects their value. Weekend Fantasy Update, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We're back after this.
0: Rain this. Make it rain. Do you have confidence that Josh Gordon
1: can keep his nose clean? I do because Belichick and company like him. They're invested in him. And when they're invested in a guy like him, they're going to give him every opportunity in the world to be able to succeed. Otherwise, it's the Patriots. They would have cut ties with his so last year. Joe, if you tell me
0: Josh Gordon plays 15 games for the Patriots, mm-hmm. I show you a wide receiver, too, in fantasy. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Jordan Curtis. He's Jim Day, the fantasy Tears. You can listen to Jim and I each weekday one to, one to two, with along with Chris Venture on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Today we're doing Weekend Fantasy Update. After this, Cam Stewart and I will do Weekend Wagers. Uh, we'll cover baseball uh, on Weekend Wagers with we Cam. Uh, we're going to leave a list, uh, Weekend Fantasy Update It's going to be all about football today. Uh, I like, like joked earlier. Jim, don't do no, no baseball. Yeah, that, yeah, I, was, I wasn't i going to say that, Jim. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but uh, that, there you go. That's you can throw me no under the today. bus. Jim, Weekend don't
3: fantasy. do no baseball.
2: We can fancy. There's no baseball today. I'd be bitching about the uniforms anyway. I'm uh, not a big fan. Not a big fan at all of the, uh, I don't know, the color rush that baseball is doing, but it's black and white. I think my TV's broke when when I first saw all these things. Anyway, all right, Jim. So I mentioned, uh, let's talk. Uh, listen, we know Andrew Luck, you're sort of screwed here I mean there's, there's nothing you can do hopefully if you drafted luck you did have a good backup we, we had been advising that for a long, long time now that if you're drafting luck make sure you get a backup in case because we thought he'd be out a couple of games so if you listen to that you should be okay here Oh, and it was the perfect year not to
3: worry about it because there's so many good quarterbacks going so late in drafts that, you know, if you wanted to take the shot on Luck and you were worried about the injury, you could still wait so long into like the 12th, 13th, 14th round and get still get a good quality backup like
2: Rivers, Cousins, or Brady. Yeah, you, you should be covered. And if you didn't, if you if you drafted Luck and you didn't, I mean, listen, if you drafted in, if you did, Scott Fishbowl in July and you didn't draft the backup, for, okay, I understand that. We didn't know about this injury in July. But uh, you know, any kind of a draft in the past four or six weeks and you didn't draft the backup, I don't really feel bad for you. You should have known better. Go out and get Brissett. He should be available. Uh how do you feel about T. Y. Hilton? Are you dropping him, leaving him alone? What do you think his uh I guess his future holds with Jacoby Brissett?
3: Well, look, he played the whole season with Brissett in in twenty seventeen. <laughs> Uh, was targeted 104 times, but only came away with that from 57 receptions. It did have 966 yards, so a really nice uh, yards per catch average, no doubt, but only the four touchdowns. So I, it definitely has to push Hilton down a little bit until they go out and grab another quarterback, which I think is ultimately what I – look, if they really think they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl – you're not going to the Super Bowl with percent. I don't care what people say. I, I don't care. It, it's just not going to happen. Good quality backup. He's just not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Um, I, I just don't believe that. So Hilton definitely takes a hit for me. I have to push him down. Uh, all these receivers get pushed down. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, you go from, again, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback to a good quality backup, and everybody's got to take a hit. Except possibly one guy. There's one guy here that may benefit from this. And this is the guy that in 2017 absolutely had a good rapport with Brissette. Um He led the team in targets. He had 105, one more than Hilton. Um, he had 80 receptions. Uh, but only for 690 yards, so it wasn't you know like they were going downfield uh, and only had the four touchdowns. But Jack Doyle was a huge part of that offense for And it, it always looked like when Brissette needed somebody to go to, he was targeting Doyle. So Doyle, for me, who has been going extremely rate, late in drafts because everybody's still riding the recency bias of what Ebron did last year, drafting him really early. Doyle coming back from the injury has been going off the board, thirteenth, fourteenth round. I think you know this absolutely gives him a shot to move up uh, in in the rankings easily, and this is a guy that I've been grabbing anyway. So I love this for him, but not for the team.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's fair to say we don't like this for the team at all. Uh, well, let's get back to Hill for one second. All right, I, I said it earlier. In a lot of drafts I've been in, Jim, and Lord knows you've been in more than I have. Hell, you've been more in more, more than, than anybody. Uh, I always seem to though, I'll be debating, after the big guys come off the board, you know, all of our top receivers, uh, the Browns, Evans, Allen, I always seem to be debating between Cooper, Edelman, Thielen, Hilton. Every draft, it comes down to one of these guys. I know I got Hilton in one league. It, it might have been the league with you in the uh, the Frenzy League, or it could have been Scott Fishbowl. I forget which one. Uh, I'm not upset about it. going to be a little worried, but I'm not upset. That being said, with this injury now, would you still have him in this tier with Cooper, Edelman, Thielen, or do you have a bottom of it? You take the other guys first, or is he out of the tier, maybe top of the next tier?
3: Yeah, he's in the next tier for me. He definitely moves out of that. I have uh, Thielen easily over him. I have Edelman easily over him. Um, I I would like to put Cooper over him at this point, but that foot injury has me a little concerned. So, so yeah, it, it, It is concerning to Hilton. It really is. Uh, You got to drop him a little bit. I can't see getting him where he's been going, uh, which, you know, in most recent drafts have been at the end of the second round in some, you know, beginning of third. To me, that's way too early at this point with Preset. For me, I probably couldn't grab him until the middle of the fourth and beyond.
2: All right, so let's play a little game here. We'll play a little game. Ooh, games. I love games. Uh, Jim, Day. do we have to drink now, uh, if we're wrong you, you can drink you want to drink at 9.50 a.m. you go right ahead All right, we're not on Skype, can't tell All right, so no, one, no one's going to get upset but we're going to play a little game now you're, you're not Jim Day, you're not drafting 150 leagues trying to diversify here, one league you know, money league T.Y. Hilton, you need a receiver you're debating between T.Y. Hilton and Brandon Cooks I'm going Cooks
3: he's just safer Golden at Diggs. this point I'm going Diggs. Woods. Uh, in that case, I'm going Hilton. I am a little worried about Woods this year with Cooper Cup coming back.
2: Okay. just want an idea of how, uh, how far you, you're, you're doing what you said. you put him in the next year. That's, that's where I happen to. I think most of us are doing that. Uh, it's just – it's you can't tell me uh, you can't drop him at all. It's it's, just, it's luck to Brissette, Okay. It, yeah, right. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Uh, all right. So you mentioned the tight ends. You mentioned uh, Ebron. Let's talk about them next. I think we already got your pretty good opinion there. Um, now you mentioned when Brissett last started, Doyle was a was a monster, and he was, you know. It makes sense, young quarterback throwing to the, the tight end over the middle, the big target close to the line of scrimmage. It makes a lot of sense here. But Ebron wasn't there then. What are you doing now, as far? I mean, is Ebron's now not a tight end one for me? He's a top of, top tight end too. Doyle does move up a little bit, but they're pretty much now guessing game uh, with these two guys. Do you want either one as a tight end one? I mean, are they just tight end twos later for you to grab and see what happens here? Uh, how? Where do you have Ebron, and where do you have now? Um, I had Ebron before this news
3: at nine. Uh, now I'm probably going to push him back to 13 or 14. Look, last year he had a great season, no doubt, but a lot of that was his chemistry with Luck and Luck using him in the red zone. We're just not sure if Brissette's going to have that same kind of rapport with him. And that's a big part of Ebron's score. He needs to get in the end zone. He needs to be that red zone threat. And we're just not, I'm not sold that this is going to carry right over to Brissett because it worked with luck. So that scares me for me. I'd much rather have Doyle because he is the PPR guy. You're looking at a, a, a A quarterback now who's going to – his A-dot is going to come a lot closer to the line of scrimmage than Luck's did. There's no doubt. Luck went down the field a lot more often than Brissett is going to do. So, Brissett is going to keep that ball pretty much around the line of scrimmage for the most part, and that plays into Doyle's hands. And in a PPR league, Doyle is absolutely the tight end of these two I want. In a standard league, I'd still go Ebron, and he would move up for me because he is still a red zone threat, hopefully. I just don't know if we have that chemistry here yet. Or if they're going to get that many opportunities with Brissett under center, so for me, I'd much rather the PPI guy, the uh, PPR guy, the guy that's going to get five, six catches a game. You know, even if it's only fifty, sixty yards, you're still looking at double-digit points.
2: Okay, okay, I, I I can buy that. By the way, if anybody out there listening, you have questions. Uh, I don't know if we'll take phone calls. We generally don't, but you can hit Jim up at uh, at Fantasy Taz. I'm at George Kurtz, and we'll certainly answer your questions there. We'll talk about them on air. I'm curious what people are thinking out there. Uh, as far as uh, they got screwed, they're mad about uh, Andrew Luck, they're ticked off about Andrew Luck. Uh, one thing that we just, Jim replied back to, we'll get to later, because I do want to talk about it, about my uh, conspiracy theory, as far as who leaked the Andrew Luck story. But uh, I want to talk about the players impacted first, as far as the fantasy owners, because a lot of drafts happening today, tonight. Uh, I know Cam... Uh, Cam Stewart's in a big money league with Gabe. I think you're in it. That's right. You know, Jim Day's in it uh, tonight, uh, six thirty, I believe. Uh, Jim. Uh, what draft is this you're talking about? With Gabe and Cam, they told me you were in it. They told and you, it, uh, Jim had no I, idea what I'm talking about. Cam Stewart, <laughs> be the fancy Taz is in it. That Gabe invited you, and it was a, uh, I think it was a two hundred dollar money league offhand. Uh, I, I
3: did. I noticed he said something on Twitter, and I asked him about it, but I never saw a response from him. But uh, that's not unusual for me <laughs> these days because my my Twitter timeline is so freaking nuts right now that I could oh, have easily God. missed it. But I definitely never said yes to anything. So I mean, heck, well, you might have uh, a draft
2: tonight at six thirty, Jim. So you might Well, that's
3: kind free. of uh, that's going to be interesting because I do have a draft at five o'clock.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, <laughs> actually from the sounds of cam though i don't think they wanted you they didn't really want uh, any sharks in it as they put it. i think they're it's it's a money league they want to want to want to when i want to win it themselves uh, i think cam uh was well then they probably don't want me in it them. right that, that's why i think i don't think Cam. Was i'm surprised throwing. they let you in it no i'm not in it i'm not I, uh, oh, okay i'm not really free tonight <laughs> i uh stuff i want to do with the family but uh, i told cam you know if he wants a partner I could uh, probably make enough free time to help him out, but we'll see. I'll talk to Cam during the next show to find out. <laughs> well, uh, please let me know if you hear of anything. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely let you know, and uh, maybe uh, uh, maybe Gabe maybe Gabe told I think Gabe's the commissioner. Maybe Gabe told Cam one thing, and Cam uh, you know whatever right hand left hand they didn't get the stuff right, but I, I that's amusing. Uh, listen, last night I'll tell you a little funny little story. Last night uh, my home league we had an owner not show up. I mean, we texted him, we called him, and he just didn't show. And it's a good friend. You know, it's a homely. It's a friend of uh, one of my best friends. I, I don't know. And I actually sent him a text this morning. Please let me know you're alive. Yeah, it's really? not, don't get me wrong. This guy does go off the grid from time to time. He's one of those people. But he only lives lived five minutes away from where the draft was happening. So it was strange. And let me ask you, in this case, owner doesn't show up to a draft. There's nothing in the Constitution about this. Uh, we know he wants to be in the league. There's no one to replace them at that point. What do you do? Uh yeah,
3: that's a that's a tough one. Um It's not an obvious it, snake. Yeah, and, and that's right. And this is the these are the things that people don't realize have to be in your league rules when you build it. Uh there has to be but you know, a lot of times it's stuff that you don't anticipate happening until it happens. And that's where like you're in this situation now. If you don't have anybody there, um, normally what I would do is I would then have to form a consensus with the other owners on which site they like the rankings the most of and just say, okay, we're going to use those rankings to draft his team.
2: Yeah, what we did, um, it's funny, Uh, my, my home league that happened Thursday night, uh, he's in that league as well. And that league, we knew he couldn't make it. He sent me a draft list. And the parameters of both leagues are almost a – they're pretty close. You know, just the differences are in my home league, you, you keep three players. In that home league, you only keep two. Uh, so, obviously, he kept different players from the leagues. So, luckily, we already had his draft list. You know, I knew what he wanted to do, made a couple of changes depending on because of the keepers, and we went from there. So, that, that really wasn't a problem. I was wondering how you would handle it in other leagues where people don't have – I guess in this case, we were lucky – that, uh, you know, that we had something in place there. But like I said. Well, uh, then you were the only the guys getting lucky
3: last night.
2: Yeah, I ain't mean, that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that's terrible, by the way. Just <laughs> terrible.
3: Get it, folks.
2: Lucky. Luck. Key. <laughs> Luck. Get it. Ha-ha. Uh, and Jim will be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the first. I mean, no show. We texted him. We called him. No answer. I mean, he could be dead in a, in a ditch for all I know. So, uh Yeah. It's it's one of those things, like I said, never never thought of putting this in the Constitution, uh, but you're right. I think the way you said it is correct. You have to have a consensus. You know, use your ESPN draft rankings, and that's what you are going by. You know, top, top best player available uh, available each time, and you go from there. So there you go. If anybody ever needs that again, and I have not heard from him as of yet. I did just get a text from Chris Mitchell, also uh, the podcast guy on Roto Experts, uh, about luck. I guess he's listening in on us. In his opinion, he thinks uh, luck will be back in 2021. He'll be off a year, and then he'll come back in twenty one. Uh, yeah, well, at this point, it's all opinions, and you
3: know we all got him and all that good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. One little baseball note I just see here—it's kind of big news here. Baseball. Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians is out with a fractured hand. That's, uh, that's a that's first round pick. That's bye bye. Oh right, man,
3: really? Good. Oh, he yeah, kills it all, all my fantasy crushed. teams. <laughs>
2: This is why nobody likes you, okay? Baseball, it does exist. Uh, you, well, hey, look, well it, cares, if so. you
3: were a lifetime Mets fan, and over the last 10 years, every every once in a while, they give you just enough to dangle the big fruit in front of you, and then just when you're ready to bite that fruit, they <laughs> yank it out of your mouth again. Uh, you, you'd be the
2: same. <laughs> you're probably right. I might be a little. Listen, I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm, I'm an older Yankee fan, but if you're a Yankee fan, and this goes to the Patriots too, by the way. If you're a Patriots or Yankee fan that's 30 or younger, you don't know what losing is. You have no idea what losing is. Your, your team's been winning forever. Yes, the Yankees may not have the uh, same amount of World Series the Patriots do, but they, they, never, they haven't had a losing season in, I don't know, 25 years, something silly like that. It's a joke. So you guys have no idea, no idea what losing uh, is like there. All right, we're coming up against the break uh, again. But I want to talk about Marlon Mack. Uh, Jim, pretty much same question that we were talking about, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron. Uh, Mullen Mack, we'll talk about this more after the break as well. Where, what are you doing with him? Do you still want him? Are you avoiding him now? Does his value not change? Do you think it gets better now because I'll have to run the ball more? Mullen Mack, no. what are you doing? Jim, Mack? Oh, I, I thought we were going to commercial. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not
3: yet. No uh, music. I, I am. I, minute, I, I think. Oh, okay. I am not uh, I am not buying Mac right now. I, I'm just not. I might buy Naheem Hines. Uh, I think he gets a little bit more involved again with the passing game. Uh, you know, most of Mac's fantasy points last year came in games where I- Indianapolis was leading by at least 14 points. Um, and, In other games, when they weren't, he was only averaging nine fantasy points a game. Now, they have said they're going to get him a little more involved in the passing game this year. And if they do, then... This might all change. I'm just, I'm not buying into it. I, I mean, they may get him a little bit more involved in the passing game, but there's no way they're, they're going to leave Naheem Hines out. I mean, this is, this kid is as, as fast as his devil. And, you know, he, he can move well. He catches the ball well. He did everything they needed him to do last year as a rookie. I don't see him, them shutting him out this year. I, I actually like him as a really good, strong uh, draft value as well.
2: Interesting. All right, we're going to get more into Hines and Mack uh, after the break here. Uh, for me, listen, uh, I, I kind of agree with Jim. I've dropped him a little bit as well. I'm not going to buy into the fact he's going to run the ball more. I think he is. Uh, I, think, I think he gets hurt. And I love the offensive line and stuff like that. But I think it would get crazy not to drop a little bit. But we'll talk more about Mack, more about Hines, some more about the Indianapolis Club before we move on. Here.
0: Join the experts in the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.